Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by a man whose voice was called rock perfection. Tennis coach is rocking season 20 of NBC's The Voice. We welcome Connor Christian. Hey, how's it going? Absolutely great. Let's go beyond the mic. Connor, you've grown up with a love of music instilled in you by your dad. What made those early days so special learning to love music? Oh, so many memories. Wow, that's such a good question to start off with. Yeah, just I think kind of having a connection with my dad in that sense is awesome because I know a lot of my friends growing up, like their dads didn't really like like music, that kind of thing. But it's like the love of music that I have for days, I, I owe it all to my dad. Just the albums he would show me and just the times we'd go to concerts and stuff, just really like it unlocked that kind of portal for me to see myself as an artist. And like, I'd see those other people on stage that we'd go to concerts to. And I'm like, I remember the first time I went and saw, you know, Buddy Guy and I've seen, you know, Gary Clark Jr. And I've seen all these, you know, blues rock guys and stuff. And just like, I was like, dang, I, I want to be that, you know? And so it's like my dad providing me opportunities and like taking me to those places where just like unlocked all of it and just kind of started the whole journey. And then the ability to sit in sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother thing that was huge. There's a blues club in Ohio that's uh, it's called court street grill. It's this little tiny place hole in the wall, but it's uh, it's got awesome food, awesome music. I can just remember as a kid, just, they had open mics and some older guys would be playing and stuff. And I remember I've seen like Joe Bonamassa there, like some pretty big names have played there. Even Kings X has played there and some smaller bands, you know, when they, before they got big. And so it's like, it has some rich history. And I remember one time, a couple of the guys, my dad would always be like, Connor, go talk to, you know, go talk to the guys and see if they'll let you set in, you know, the band and stuff and the house band. And I was like, all right, all right, all right, I'll do it. So like my parents always pushed me. They never let me like be the kid. Like I was never really scared anyway, but, my parents never let me like be the kid in the background. They're like, if you want to do something, like do it. Yeah, getting to set in with those guys and getting my chops, you know, up to speed and setting in, that was that was awesome. It was really cool. Now, why did you audition? Was your dad pushing you? I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it all the way, son. Yeah, basically, yeah. It was one of those things. It's like uh, always watching those shows. It was cool. But my parents are like, and a couple of my friends like, you know, you should do that. And I was like, you know, it would be kind of cool. Like I've always, uh, I've seen myself more as a guitar player than a vocalist which is actually kind of crazy. And even like the whole time, you know, during the blinds and everything before, you know, I, I did my audition, I was still kind of in that, okay, like this is a singing environment. How can I bring, you know, that to that? But yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's just kind of another like opportunity that's another awesome stepping stone to use as a momentum boost. Uh, you know, it's awesome. That much audience seeing you at one time is the being 24 and getting that opportunity. That was pretty crazy. So yeah, my parents, they definitely pushed me to, Pushed me to do it. I wanted to do it, but they were like, you know, you should do it. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll send some videos in. And one thing led to the next. And there I was on the big stage. And it, it seems like it was a long time ago, but it really wasn't. It was, it's gone by so fast. Where were you when you first got the call? What was going through your mind? Yeah. So I was actually, I was in my hometown, Gal Police. I was like, just, yeah, I just graduated. I was doing my thing, just taking some time off from tennis and taking time off from a little bit of everything. So I was in Walmart helping my parents get groceries and like I saw, I saw where I had a missed call and I had a voicemail and it said, you know, it was the agent that I would, had been communicating with. And she was like, Hey, you know, uh, we got the final verdict on, you know, if you're going to, if we want you to come out and not, I was like, Oh, it sounded kind of sad. Wouldn't she like left the voicemail? So like, I wasn't sure if it was going to be good news or bad news. So like, I was like, okay. Like, and then, so I gave her a call back and she's like, Hey, we reviewed your stuff. You're coming to LA. And I was like, holy 
crap. This is, this is insane. Like, this is like, literally I've been praying for this and I was like, and I was okay either way, you know, going or not, I'd, I'd made peace with it. You know, I was like, if I get to go, that's awesome. If not, you know, God's got other opportunities for me. But my mom, I remember telling my mom, we were like in Walmart and she like starts like jumping up and down. It's like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. We're like, mom, we're in public. You got you need to, you need to relax for a second. She's like crying, you know, in the self checkout line. I'm like, I'm like, everyone's like, why is this lady? So like tears of joy. It's like, did they have a sale for buy one, get one free on the Oreos or there's the coffee on sale or something like what's going on, mom. And it's like, but my mom's always like that. And it's just like, I was like, okay, this is a moment you can cry in public. That's fine. Since dad pushed you and told you to sit in and shared albums, what did your dad think when you told him? Oh, he was absolutely, he was ecstatic and stuff. Cause the cool thing is my mom sings a little bit too. And is, and is a big, she loves music as well. And she sang a lot in church and my grandmother did too. So it's like my whole family kind of on my mom's side, my mom's side is more musical, like as far as talent and ability. But my dad, he is like very, like he doesn't play any instruments. So he's like very like, he loves good music. So it's like, it's so cool to have that blend where it's like, he doesn't know how to play anything that is so cool to have that balance where it's like my mom would sit down and help me write songs and then my dad would like be like oh you should listen to this and i'm like oh cool that's the inspiration i needed so it's like when my dad heard it it's like he got super excited but he's like all right looks like you need to start practicing and start getting ready so like i mean he's ready to i mean he's all business he's ready for me you know to do my best and i think that's just like the coach in him i mean he was super excited for me but he's like you know he's like this is going to be a big opportunity and he's like you know, you need to start practicing. You need to start getting ready and just like, so it's like, that was super cool. He's like all in. So that was, that was the fun part. We're talking to Connor Christian from NBC's The Voice Beyond the Mic. Did your mouth drop when Blake Shelton turned? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I, th- I think I like, yeah, like from the blind audition, just like the, like I wasn't nervous, I would say. It's just when you only get a minute and like 30 seconds to shoot your shot on a big stage like that is absolutely it's, that, that's nerve wracking, not really the performing part. Cause that's what, honestly, that's what I came there to do. And just all the preparation, you know, led up to that. But you know, it's just like, Oh my gosh, someone please turn around. Someone turn around, you know, clocks ticking. And then just like finally seeing that, that chair turn around and Blake sitting there with that look on his face. Like I want this guy. Like, you know, like I could tell he was like really, really listening to what I was playing and what I was doing. And just, um, like that was, that was like so cool to see that. And then after the other judges turned, you know, seeing them in at first, but I could just tell how invested Blake was off the bat, just with, uh, my sound. And like, he was like really actually enjoying it. Such an awesome feeling to see such a legendary artist like that. Just, you know, hear your sound. And I was just being myself that day. You know, it's like I had played bright lights a thousand times, you know, it's one of the songs that's always in my set list. At the, as the band with the band I play with, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my thing. And if they like me, they do. And if they don't, it's cool. But they ended up, you know, really liking it. And it's just, yeah, it's undescribable that feeling. Then how has working with Blake and Dan and Shay changed your perspective on your original thoughts as an artist? Oh, love that question. Very good question. It's really helped my perspective in the sense of the way you attack a song, try to learn a song is very different when there's two people, but even though there's separate entities of a song or there are two people singing it or, you know, two guitar parts or whatever, there's still one song. So it's like, it was really cool. Like, cause Blake was like, Connor's like, I understand, you know, like, cause in the, that session was tough. I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I was still trying to get locked into the song. He's like, he's like, I get that. He's, I'm a solo artist. So he's like, you know, singing a duet with someone is really hard. And, you know, and it's just like, so having Dan and Shay there for that process, I love 
sitting in a room with people and like figuring music out. So like, I think that's like, it's validated how much I love collaboration. And it's also helped me like learn that like every moving part is separate, but it still works together. It doesn't make it as difficult when it's like, okay, like I'm still, I still want to learn the parts that even aren't mine because like, I want to know the song inside and out is basically, you know, like what they were saying. So it's like, I kind of knew where Aaron was going and Aaron knew where I was going. Yeah. That was just so cool how they like directed us and whatnot. And even shoot, you know, even getting to work with Aaron as a battle partner. I mean, that was, that was even just as enriching in itself was just, you know, just as good of a guy as he is. And he helped me out so much. Like he really helped me grow as well. So like, I, I definitely couldn't have been the best without him either just his wisdom. And I mean, he's a little bit older than me and, you know, I really just, I tried to absorb that as much as I could being the younger guy and stuff. So yeah, it was, I learned so much. How did you spend the last year in quarantine and how did your time away from fans change the way you would Mm. appreciate them now? I spent my time really working on original projects and just finally having some time to take a break from, you know, the live performances and just really see what my sound is as an artist. So like, I think I've discovered my sound and I'm, I'm on the way of uh, speaking with some different outlets right now, possibly some, some record deals once the NBC voice contracts and stuff are over with some uh, really cool companies and stuff and working on getting an album put out this fall. So, I mean, that's, that's cool. That's, that's paid off, but I really appreciate my fans just because I think people's, you know, they're hungry for that live music experience. And it's like in those crowds and in those fans, there, there, there might be another Connor Christian out there. There might be, you know, another, you know, Aaron Konzelman or just, you know, other artists out there that are fans that I want to inspire, you know, those next people. So it's like, I appreciate people, you know, supporting me that I didn't even know, you know, really kept up with my journey that much. It's like, Hey, like we've still been following you even when you didn't post stuff. So it's like the loyalty that people have is really cool. And it's just that they would believe in me that much. And my fans really mean a lot to me because like, I'm the kind of guy that will like get shows like I'll stand, you know, by if I have a merch table or anything like I'll hang out afterwards and like, you know, if people want, you know, autographs or if they want anything like that, like I love taking pictures and I love meeting people. It's like, I'm not the kind of guy. It's like, okay, cool. Show's over, you know? So it's like, I think the fans mean a lot to me is like, if they come and support me, it's like, they're part of my family and like, they're part of people that, you know, I want to connect with and get to know them and hear their stories. Connor, how has your faith help you as you face adversity in your life? Ooh. Another great question, man. You're full of great questions. This is probably one of the most, this is probably one of the funnest podcasts. I think this is awesome. This is really cool. I love talking about that. My faith has helped me. It's just how it helps me in every aspect because I know that I might be on that stage doing all that, but like, that's not like, that's not me actually doing that. It's like, God's given me the power and the talents and all of the confidence to get up there. And it's, I can trust in God because God never changes and he always provides for me and always gives me the strength. So it's like learning to be humble and saying, God, I can't do this actually opens up the doors to where I can do even more because God is working through me and I can love people better. I can, you know, serve people better. I can play music better when it's yes. Kind of like, I, like, I don't know, Connor Christian's cool, but like, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want people to see me. Like I want people to see, you know, okay, there's something different about this guy. Like, you know, then I can share my faith and it's just, um, so like every adverse trial, like God has it for good throughout the voice. There's, there's hard times and stuff. And it's like, you know, being quarantined out there was hard, but like through that adversity, me and my other friend, Keegan Farrell, who was on, uh, on team Blake as well. Uh, we started a Bible study and we had, um, so many people involved the community, like just people were so hungry for that. And then, you know, someone gave their life to Christ 
people's lives are being changed right before our eyes. And so it's just like, you know, clinging to that and having God, you know, in the mix of everything, like anything is possible. And it's just, you know, like even when something falls short or it doesn't, you know, God can still take the thing that like that didn't turn out the way it should and still make it into something, you know, that's really, really beautiful and really, really, you know, he can transform that, you know, no matter what stage it's in. So it's like, I like the adversity just because God's really helped me. It helps me grow all in all honesty. It's, you know, it's like your perspective is always challenged, but it's always for a good reason. And you're always going to grow from it. It's Connor Christian from NBC's the voice beyond the mic. And it's time for the rocking eight, eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Everyone has a theme song. What's yours? Ooh, Electric Man by Rival Sons. What are you afraid of? The dark. How about a favorite road trip snack? Ooh, I'm going to go with bugles. That's cool. Cheesy bugles. The cheddar nacho cheese bugles. Oh, that, that hits the spot. Best place to write when you're in Denver. Oh, I'd say top of a mountain or somewhere by a lake. Favorite of all the albums that you personally have, which one is the one album you love the most? Oh, you're making it tough on me. Um, I would have to say the Welcome album by Doyle Bramhall is my all-time favorite. How about you remember the first concert you went to see, and who was it? I do. The first concert I went to see was ZZ Top, actually, and I remember it. Their beard. It's hard to forget those beards once you see them in person. But I remember it, and it was yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. So, when you go to a grocery store, sometimes you get that impulse buy. What's your impulse buy? Oreos, the double stuff. Oh, they're dangerous. Double stuff, and they always have a sale on them too, like a buy one get one free. And it's like I, I don't need it. I definitely don't need it, but I'm going to do it. Like I, it's I, I got I have to. Do you remember your first guitar? What was it? Ooh, it was an Epiphone SG was my very first guitar. It's time for the back half with Connor Christian beyond the mic. Talk about the love of your life and how she has supported you on this path. She is absolutely the biggest joy in my life. And just um, words will never, ever be enough to just really say how much she means to me. Just from how she's always pushed me to be better and just really helped me get closer to God, find myself. And just even those times when I wasn't the most lovable person, she really, really loved me and never gave up on me in some dark times when I was struggling with some stuff. She always was there and just, she's, she's always, she's still there and she's still here. I just, I can, we share so many laughs together. We share so many, you know, just, she's so adventurous. She's always, you know, looking for an adventure to do something. And so like, that's super fun this experience with her is just she's got my back through and through i just i couldn't imagine my life without her she's definitely the she's definitely the one that i'm meant to be with it just it's cool because it feels fresh every day every time you know we have conversations or talk it's like we might have those disagreements here and there but you know it never it never loses that zeal to it it still has that you know excitement every time i'm with her so, a little birdie told me I'm supposed to ask you about the Madden lineman spin move and ask you who is the better Madden player between you and Keegan Farrell. Oh, my gosh. That was the funniest thing in the world. So, we're playing Madden. We're hanging out. And it's like, I think, yeah, I threw an interception. Or he threw an interception. I forget who it was exactly. But the lineman picked it up. 
And I was like, there's no way this guy's going anywhere. And then he hits this spin move. It's the slowest in the world. Like, we had to replay it, like, three times. We were in the floor crying. And, like, this guy's just, like, spinning, like, standing up. And it's like, totally jukes this guy out and runs it back for a touchdown. And it was so funny because, like, we, we, we were so competitive together, Keegan and I. Like, he beats me in 2K all the time. It's not even a shot. In basketball, he's like, he, he, I don't even have a shot. He'll, he'll toy with me the whole time. But in Madden, I actually have a shot. So I would say in Madden, I, I, have, I have his number in Madden. But 2K, uh, I got to give it up to him. He beats me every time. He told me that this morning. I couldn't stop laughing either. <laughs> it's he has the video and just like and we'll both send it to each other just like random times and like we both like it never gets old there's this big lineman just like spinning as slow as he can and the guy just missing him the tackle it's like oh it's gold it's pure gold who else has become a good friend from the show and how yeah. have you changed because of this yeah i would say pete morose he's one of my best buddies i love pete pete and i used to go on morning walks every day and just grab coffee and hang out and talk and stuff. And he's, he's a card. He's a funny dude. And then Devin uh, Jones as well. He actually lives out here in Colorado. He's not super far from me. So like um, getting to connect with him and uh, learn just to, you know, learning all these other people's lives and their stories is so encouraging. And honestly, like I got to know everyone super well, but I would say, yeah, Andrew Keegan is Keegan's definitely my best friend for sure. And then, you know, Devin's up there, too, the whole squad. Pete and um, who else did I get really? Yeah, those guys are, those guys are great. And then Jordan as well, uh, Keegan's battle partner, Jordan. Him and I, uh, he's, I like the guys. that All those guys are really sweet musicians as well, you know. So it's like getting to hang out, talk music, shoot the breeze, and just, you know, kick it. It's, it's fun. You know, we'd all just sit out in the courtyard and laugh and tell stories and jokes. And, shoot, Pete has stories for days. That guy is one of the funniest guys. He's always messing with people. He's serious, but if you know him, he's like, he tries to be goofy and like, he'll try to mess with people and they think he's being serious, but he's like, not, he's just like joking around. And like, he always makes me laugh and always like made my day better. So it's like, I like hanging out with him, but I've been so changed with everybody just by like, like, I don't know. It's just, it's made me like appreciate things about like myself that I like necessarily didn't with music and stuff. They'd be like, Oh, like Connor, like we really like the sound about you and like stuff, you know, but it's also like, I feel like I've changed as a, just a person, just like, I don't know, like I've learned to be a better listener. It's so cool to just hear these other people's stories. And like, sometimes, you know, we can talk and like, you know, it's like in an environment about that. It's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And it's like, I try to take the posture of just like, I want to get to know you guys and like, tell me about you. So, I don't know. It's just super cool. Like, like Keegan is one of the hardest working people that like I've ever met. The dude's up every morning. He's in his Bible. He's always challenging me to be better in my faith. And, you know, as a Christian, like he works out every day. He reads like two or three hours a day. The dude's like, he reads all the time. So he's like always pursuing knowledge. He's awesome. And then like Pete's always, you know, doing business stuff. And that inspires me too. Cause it's like, I'm a marketing major. So it's like, you know, business and like, you know, that kind of the way things work. I'm always like, you know, picking his brain. He's got a family, so, you know, so Pete's married and has kids. So it's like, I just got married and like, you know, going down that journey. So, I'm like trying you know, to see like what you know, he could teach me. And so like all these, uh, there's always something to learn from everybody. And then, you know, even Devin, Devin's so cool. Like he's always like, if I have a bad day or something, he's like, dude, he's like, you know, don't be focusing on that stuff. Like he's like, he always like makes my day better. And just like, yeah. So everyone's just, it's just the support system. Like it's just helped me not be so hard on myself. Cause like I can be real hard on myself as like an artist and just a person in general. Like I'm never going to be perfect, but I always strive to be excellent. Sometimes I can kick myself pretty hard when I'm like missing the mark 
And so it's like these guys and the girls out there that I became friends with, you know, they really are like Connor, like, you know, like you don't need to be so hard on yourself. Like, you know, just like, you know, so that was really cool. Like I really changed in the sense I can, I can chill out and not be so high strung, which is, uh, which is really good for me. We're talking with Connor Christian from NBC's the voice beyond the mic. Where's your favorite place? to take a ride on your motorcycle. I actually don't have my motorcycle out here in Denver, but I'm actually, I'm working on getting it out here. But in Ohio, there is this lake it's called Timberidge Lake. It's this lake. It's in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, um, like five, six miles from my house. So I can get on my motorcycle cruise way off in like, you know, the woods, like these nice paved roads, nice and windy. It's just like pure freedom. It's just quiet out there. I'll ride my bike for like, you know, 30, 40 minutes. And then finally stop at this lake and just get out and just look at the view in the summertime. And it's just like, I feel so recharged every time I do that. It's just, it's, it's so freeing. And it's, I absolutely love it. How about some musicians you admired growing up? Ooh. Ooh, these are good. I would say Doyle Bramhall, the second, he's one of my favorite guitar players for sure. Um, I love Buddy Guy. I like a lot of heavy stuff too. So it's like, I like, uh, like Metallica's cool, Motorhead. Black Sabbath, all those guys are cool, but I'd say really like strong vocalists and stuff would definitely be. Wow, let's see here. I like James Bay a lot. He's really cool. James Bay is one of my favorites, and John Mayer. Can't I got to yeah? John Mayer is probably one of my my all time like singer songwriter guitar player. Like he 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 just does it all. And like I love him, but I hate him at the same time because everything he does is just so good. And it's, I wonder if he ever. I wonder if he ever gets sick of being so good, but he's influenced me a lot. I remember reading in the back of his albums, he said, if you're reading this and have your guitar in your lap, get to work. The world needs you. We need you. So like, it's so cool. Like I would like, I love that. You know, he's just like the call to that next generation of musicians. Like I, I really, I really like that a lot about him. He's always trying to inspire people. And no matter what happens, what do you see in your future? I see in my future that, um, I know God has some awesome things planned. Um, I've been really getting involved at a church here at Red Rocks Church out in Colorado. They're a huge church. They got a bunch of satellite campuses and stuff. So I see myself in uh, worship ministry um, as either a worship leader or working somewhere where I can, you know, impact people. But I also see musically, I got an album coming out. I see myself once COVID gets better, putting a tour together, playing some festivals, playing some shows and uh, keeping the ball rolling. So definitely music's in the future and also uh, maybe a call of ministry and some things like that so whatever god has planned for me i know it's good and uh, i'm just going to keep running with it he was in walmart when he found out he was going to be on the show he's afraid of the dark enjoys stuffing his face with double stuff oreos and his first concert was with the bearded ones of zz top we thank connor christian for taking the time to talk with us today awesome thank you thank you so much john it was a pleasure being on here and uh hopefully be back on here in the future once you get some more music out get some things going would love to catch up and uh, talk some more and you're always welcome back. That, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.